2: Yes, it will. Welcome back. Back in the studio, our old stomping grounds. Thank you guys for tuning in to Tim Foyle High. You know who I am. You know what I'm here to do. Join me as always is XG in the place to be after the controversy of whether uh, he beat me up and I kicked him out of the show. Nope. Uh, i gone just one t- time. I'm gone one time and they assume me and you went at it. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's more me than you, but... Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, dude, we just had, we just flew in. We didn't know if the studio was gonna be ready. He actually drives in pretty far to come do the show. So I said, stay home, trip balls at home, have a good time. And so I want to say thank you everybody who's been checking out the David Icke interview yesterday. It's uh, it was great. Overnight's got over like. 30,000 views, so we're super excited about that. And I just didn't get a chance yesterday because limited studio time. I want to thank some people from the Ruins. The Ruins is still rocking. The truth only comes to Ruins. I want to thank, like, Allie and uh, Rich and, obviously, our boy, Corey, uh, all the guys who helped book this show. Uh, they're a big part of uh, many reasons why this show is uh growing as it is and i just want to say thank you to all them and everybody who is in the ruins because there is only truth in the ruins uh real quick we got some business we're gonna get into i'm very excited about today's guest uh so we got a lot of stuff going on guys we got some dates coming we have what's our next day it is the rec room july 6th in huntington beach yep we're it's myself eddie bravo xg the place to be we're doing the rec room uh, it's. I think it's going to sell out. I mean, everybody's already talking about it, so grab your tickets now if you're in SoCal. All right, then the following next one is...
0: Uh, we got Cobbs.
2: Cobbs is September 13th. We are at Cobbs in San Francisco, September 13th. We have some stuff before that. We have Bakersfields coming up. We have... Uh, you we got have, Santa Cruz. We got Santa Cruz. Is what day?
0: Uh, that's the twentieth. The twentieth of July. Then uh, DNA's comedy. comedy okay, lab. so
2: Santa Cruz are coming. DNA. We're gonna be out there. Myself, Eddie. Uh, uh XG. Eddie Bravo. Uh, then we also have uh, Bakersfield coming. We also have Sacramento at Harlow's. When is that? Uh,
0: that one is August second.
2: August second. We are back in Sac dog. So come get those tickets, Sac now. These shows, we've been starting to sell out. I would suggest you buy your tickets early. I would. The show's now selling out, and we would love it. And if Sacktown sells out the first one, we'll add a second one. But I'm 99.99% sure it will sell out. Uh, t-shirts are available. We go on the road. We sell T-shirts. Go to tinfoilhattshirts.com. Grab your tickets now. Alien and Sh- uh, JFK, uh, Loyal to the Foil They're all there, the $20 Great way to support the show This one will be going up, that's our New York City one That'll be going up The Patreon is rocking, I've been off it for two weeks Due to my eye, I am back Tomorrow night we're going to be doing a uh, uh, Conspiracies Now at the Comedy Store So that'll be back And I'll be putting up the Skank Fest Episode on the <laughs> Patreon So come hang out with our good friend Laura Petrie And uh, Reed Rebecca. What else do we got? Uh, bet DSI. And Bet DSI. So, bet DSI for all your bet needs. Go to Betdsi. Make I'm talking to them. I'm making – the listen. I'm making conspiracy bets happen. It's either going to be Bet SI or I'm going to find somebody else. <laughs> bet is going to do it because they're with us. Go to, go, go to Bet DSI. Use the, use the promo code HAT100. And anything you deposit into the thing, you get $100. They will double it, okay? They will double it. So if you put in up to $500. So you put in $300, you will have 600 Make those bets. I will be getting conspiracy bets up. And we will be putting a ton a ton of bets up there. There is so much cool stuff that I think you you could make bets on.
0: Some good shit. I'd, yeah. rather,
2: I'd rather bet than vote. Yeah, you know, <laughs> d- d- I would love to bet. Did David Ike know what Q was? It's like some weird moments in that last show. So <laughs> it's great. So uh, anything else? Or are we good to go? That we're pretty good. We're good to go, guys. Guests. So uh, I'm very excited to have our next our uh, guest on. Uh, we're, you know, uh, we've been through the same stomping grounds. I'm not going to give where he's from because uh, that's not my right to do that. Uh he has helped with the movie. Uh, loose Change. He has a wonderful movie we're going to talk about today uh, uh, called uh, Invisible Empire and he's got a new movie called Shade coming out. Proud to welcome to the show uh, Jason Burmese everybody. How are you Jason?
1: Very good. How you doing
2: Jason? Uh, I'm so excited you're on. Uh, we're from the same tribe so I'm, I, I'm excited to have another brother on. i uh, Tell us about your movies real quick. We had I get, not Invisible Empire because we're going to discuss that. But tell us a little bit about Shade.
1: Well, if you look at Shade, I mean, put it out in uh, 2013, and whereas you know, Loose Change, Fabled Enemies, two of my other films looked at 9/11. First one, obviously, Loose Change looked at a lot of the physical anomalies that was the focus of that film. Then, Fabled Enemies for me was the international intelligence operation, aka. You know, who was involved? You know, it was the Pakistani ISI. The Saudi Arabians funded the thing. We had Israelis on the ground. Uh, We had a cover-up of Able Danger. We had war games in this country. So that was a breakdown of that. And then I did Invisible Empire, which we're going to talk at length. But Shade, for me, was really a different film. It didn't have uh, my narration in it. And it had people like Jordan Maxwell and others telling the story, not only of the Bilderberg group, but then geo and bioengineering and kind of solutions. So I've always tried to put my work out there for free so people can share it and uh, have their own opinion uh, on the source material that I put out there.
2: In Invisible uh, Empire, you kind of go through the history of you getting into conspiracies. Do you remember your first conspiracy that you're like, okay, there's something going on here that maybe we're not getting talked to about?
1: Well, you know, I do a bunch of videos over at my channel. One I did uh, earlier in the week or last week was about UFOs and aliens. And, uh, you know, that's something that's been around forever. But when I was a kid, uh, my father got the uh, Time Life Read the Book series, the Time Life Mystery series. If you grew up in the 80s, you'll remember it was all over television and that was my first exposure to hey maybe there are some things that uh, aren't being answered. I wasn't really big into the psychic stuff or the witchcraft or things like the paranormal nature, but definitely the UFO stuff caught my eye. So you know by the you know late '90s when the internet started taking off, where you could actually look up documents. I was reading about MKUltra, I was reading about you know, moon landing conspiracies, I was reading about aliens, uh, Project MJ-12, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, whatever was out there. And then in the late 90s when you could start you know, downloading video content through NoTella, Nutella, Nutella Kazaa, Morpheus, all these direct download sites, I got as much of that source material as I could too. I've always tried to have discernment. You know, I'll listen to anybody. You know, you just had David Ikon. I think he puts out a lot of good material, but I don't necessarily believe everything he says. I can. So I think, it's and a I, can good thing. I can respect that.
2: I can respect that. I, 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 think it's very important in this conspiracy. I, I hate the word conspiracy, but in the truth community, that we focus more on what we agree on than what we don't agree on, because what I find is that when we start just focusing on what we don't agree on, it causes us to get into this tribal thing which is more how we, uh, what is wrong with this country right now. Like we are at the mercy of, for lack of a better term, these lizard people who are just basically doing whatever they want with our government. It is taxation without representation and they're leading us into a war in which we don't want to go. And it's universal that we don't want to go into this war, Yeah, it's still happening because there's we can't come together because we're all fighting on, should Louis CK be allowed to do stand up in Brooklyn and just like this crap that's going on that these talking at blue chip dumb fucks these blue check guys are getting us all to fight with on and I think like you know what you said about David is great because I agree with a lot of things that David said you know obviously Eddie did not you know and there was a moment where he verbally verbalized that and I was like oh god I (laughs) I hope David didn't hear that but I think we need to focus more on what we agree on than what we don't agree on so I you know, uh, going around the long way. I agree with that statement you just made. Totally.
1: Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, you can spend all your time fighting amongst each other, but especially, you know, being in the 9/11 Truth Movement before the term "truth" or even existed. Right that That term came way after me, Dylan, and Corey, and even you know, Alex Jones was in there. We had people on the right and the left. It didn't really matter. You know, there were people that were not happy about going into war. The left especially was vocal about those things. Cindy Sheehan and others were right by our sides. We didn't have to agree about everything politically. But now we're so fucking apathetic, man, that no one even seems to care that there's the the most evidence they have for these Iranian attacks is we've got some grainy video and footage of what appears to be possibly a reconnaissance mission of maybe a limpet mine on a ship. And they're saying that that's aggressive. No one's talking about the fact they put an actual Navy uh, plane in their airspace along with that fucking drone with Navy people on it. They're saying 35 that they could have shot down and didn't. If they had done that, it would have been game over and they would have loved it. They did that on purpose to bait these guys. And then I watched that debate. And one of these, you know, warmongers oh. sits there and talks $130 million drone, uh, $180, 185 any of that number, guess what? It's imagination land compared to a human life. It doesn't fucking matter. They're saying, oh, we could spend that on other things. No, the military industrial complex has an unlimited budget that is unaccountable. That doesn't go to you or me, that 130 million, no matter what. When you, um, if you're one of the 35 people on that Navy plane, when that thing lands, do you just quit? I mean, do you just quit? Do you even know about it? You're probably out at sea. You have limited information. I'm not sure you have access to the Internet. It's only been whispered about in the media. Mike Pence briefly talked about it with Jake Tapper. But how that's not a focal point, that we obviously put a drone in their airspace. That's a drone that can go 60,000 feet and could never get shot down. You notice we're not hearing it in the news the last 10-plus years with Iran. They're shooting down our drones. That's because we didn't put it in a position to be shot down. So it was obvious to me we wanted that shot down to escalate the situation. We probably put it way into their airspace, okay? And then we were saying, hey, maybe we can get him to kill some people. That'd be perfect. John Bolton could twist his fucking mustache on TV. I
2: I will fight John Bolton for charity to go to all the children of these people, of the 35 people on that plane. I will fight him bare knuckle. In loser gets taken out. Well two men enter, one man leaves, type bullshit. This guy is such a piece of shit and I'm so upset that that, 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 this guy's approval rating I mean, I don't even think his mother would like him at this moment. I mean, like, how do you get to a point where nobody likes you, yet you, you are an unelected official representing the United States? I, I don't understand wh- how, how we're getting to this place. And now we got the Dems. One woman, Tulsi, who I like but does have CFR connections, okay, is the only one talking about, you know, ending wars, but... The last couple presidents have talked about ending wars, and they've only escalated them. It's kind of disgusting, man. I don't know what to do. It makes me sad.
1: Well, I never fell for the the Obama deception, if you will. That was actually being made when I was over at Infowars, kind of alongside this at the tail end of Invisible Empire. So you know, I never bought into that nonsense. In 2008, I voted. Uh, I voted for a black woman, Cynthia McKinney, Green Party, because she was the I only independent uh, candidate I could. Uh, I could stand. You know, she. I interviewed her. She's in uh, both Loose Change, Final Cut, and Fabled Enemies. Uh, a really great stand-up person that does activism to this day. Not enough people know about her. Talking about Tulsi, I'll say this: You know, she was the one person to call Mattis on his bullshit in that Duma attack that never happened. You can watch that. She has backed off some of the things she said about Syria and Assad. That's a problem. Her CFR connections are a problem. Her just talking about regime change wars are a problem. I didn't like how she introed. I like how she diverted the question about about the gender pay gap. That's a non-issue. But how she led with, I joined the military because al-Qaeda attacked us on 9-11. I understand that's pandering to the people, but I don't love it. At the same time, there were 10 people up there. And the only poll that's out right now, she scored almost 40%. That's unimaginable. Elizabeth Warren, who they pushed and gave four to five times as much time, couldn't even muster 13%. So she did better than (laughs) three times that She was the most Googled person on that stage afterward. Listen, they're going to dump a lot of these people. It's going to be hard to dump her after last night. So although she came off a little robotic, I'm not going to endorse her as the next godsend. And like you said, everybody's promised to end these fucking wars and no one can do it. And, you know, even Rachel Maddow asked that question and that one warmonger said, well, we got to be engaged. We got to be engaged there. We got to be engaged in Iran, Central fucking America, apparently everywhere. And engagement means military conflict. Make no mistake about it. I'm glad she challenged him on it. And I'm glad she came out on top last night.
2: Your thoughts. And, you know, again, we, we are we are lovers of all people on this show. We I don't judge uh, any religion, any sex, any denomination. I don't I don't associate any country with a particular religion. I associate uh, if I have a problem with that country, it's more about the government and its laws than its actual people. But when you hear Israel has a right to defend itself, what does that say to you?
1: All right, so let's talk about it, because, you know, everybody loves to dwell on Israel. And there's uh, honestly huge reasons why they should. For instance, we help bring that into fruition militarily. Make no mistake about it. They do have a special agreement in the Middle East that nobody seems to have that they can have nuclear weapons. Although Jared Kushner is now openly uh, talking about exporting that technology over to Saudi Arabia as well. Well, we've all worked in conjunction against Yemen and uh, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard and Hezbollah, all three of those entities. Now, since their plan after 9-11, which is an open plan the neocons put out there, and Wesley Clark talked about, they've knocked down just about every domino they've talked about, not only in Eurasia, but also in Africa. The ones we didn't knock down militarily, militarily like uh, Somalia, were absolutely working with the Sudanese, okay? So Syria, although that didn't go as planned, we still have a military presence there, sanctions are going on, it's better than nothing, we're still there. Israel is in the midst of this, so we're always going to defend that. Now, on the flip side of that, you know, I, I guess we can kind of get into the one world stuff in a moment. On the flip side of that, you have all these dual citizens. For instance, I have a video I put out about a month ago about a guy named Yosof Badansky. Now, Yosef Badansky works in counterterrorism uh, to this day and did in 1994, you know, 1995, 1996, when he starts to write a book, the literal book, on selling us the boogeyman bin Laden. So this guy, Yosef Badansky, he goes on television in 99 when he's torn with his book. You can watch some of the video. And he's selling bin Laden at that time as associated with Iraq and Iran. This is 99. This is pre-9-11. Yeah. He's prepping yeah. you for all of this. This big guy, this terrorist. Then 9-11 happens. And again, everybody that's associated gets taken down. So they sell you on this. And the interesting thing is when he brings up bin Laden, one of the callers actually talks about how the U.S. government helped prop him up with the Mujahideen. And Bedansky doesn't seem to care. You know, he says, for instance, he's like, well, you know, when our interests are in their favor, we'll help them out. Well, no kidding, because we used al-Nusra, a.k.a. Al-Qaeda, in Syria to this day. And these things are so in your face, but the mainstream media doesn't dwell on it. They want to dwell on bathrooms and bullshit. Uh, and this is the thing; these are the well, things that's that I stand actually correct? unite us.
2: That's more by design. That's more to get us to not focus on real issues that would upset us. Uh, do you have? I personally have a problem with any like I like Canada. Let's say Canada. I love Canada. There are policies that Canada has that I do not agree with. Does not mean I hate Canada. there's policies I hate. same thing with Israel. Like I love Israelis. I know a lot of Israelis. I love Israeli twerking videos. I watch them all <laughs> the time. They are phenomenal, okay but I have pol- I have problems with policies and I have a problem with dual citizenship. I do not believe that should be a lot and I'm talking like if I found, found out somebody has dual like Ted Cruz, right? I believe he has dual citizenship. With Canada, I don't believe he should be running for office in our government. That is my honest opinion. Uh, Do you have any problems with that?
1: No, I I think you're absolutely right. I'd take it a lot further than that. I think uh, even being connected to a, a lobbyist organization, first of all, lobbyist organizations, that's the first step in getting our constitutional republic back is dismantling them completely. It's absolutely insane that you can just donate as much you want as to a candidate. They do what you want. And then you give them a huge deal afterwards to be a CEO or a spokesman for their company. It's it's, it's fucking insanity. And one of the people that's an architect to that is Manafort and uh, Stone. You know, these guys aren't Boy Scouts. Everybody who thinks for that sure. Roger Stone's a hero, for I got sure. news for you. He ain't no hero. Okay? So first of all, you take the money out of government. Okay? That's the first step in getting our judicial, executive, and legislative branches back. Then you actually have... Uh, legislators that care about what they're doing and know their job matters because they can't just take money from corporations. And then you actually publicly charge them when they are corrupt and get caught. We have very little of that in the country. The biggest problem out of all that, though, is that we also live in a national security state. Google's not a company. It is a military (laughs) industrial complex partner. Alphabet is that. When you are building AI for drones... When you control all the search engines, when you have a magic box that controls half the population, if not three quarters, because not everybody's got an iPhone with an operating system that runs ACR, automated content recognition, automated speech recognition, AVR, automated video recognition, all the fucking time. And you share that with the government, which they do 100%. They've been doing it since the 90s. Every telecom company got caught. Look up Hepting versus at and where they put private servers in other rooms that went directly to the NSA. Still goes on today. Twice oh thrown out of court. God. You are not a private business. You never have been. You were bought out long ago, period. Yeah. CIA, so for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sam, you get me going. No, My I brother. love it, dude. Uh, it I
2: I love it for sure. And all this, you know. And now that we find out that Google is working with China, okay. Now this starts to go into what we were, what we wanted to talk about and bring you on, which is basically what you're talking about with um your your movie Invisible Empire, which is this new world order, which is that basically one government when you see the same players moving into China that has been manipulating us and you go what is going on here like when we find out Israel gives a major port in Israel to China to run uh you're like what is going on here i i, I thought we we're at war with China and then you realize that you me Aaron over there, whether he likes to admit it or not, uh, we're uh, possibly getting into a war with China, but the people at the highest levels, and I talk about this is, there's levels to this shit, and that if you're yelling about Jews, right, you don't see the, that there's two or three more floors on the elevator that you're not paying attention to. Like, those people on those higher levels, those pentagon, I mean, those that, that penthouse, those people aren't going to war with anybody. Because... They're all running everything together. And you're like, China is... Ba- what we are seeing is uh, our our way of moving into how China, like our business, which is capitalism, but China's exporting their, you know, their big brother control social credit uh, system to pound on people who question everything and, and basically encourage people to basically be sheep. I mean like it's kind of crazy where we're moving into it right now. And it is a one world order. We see the same players in everything all over the place.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, this is a lot. When you talk about the term new world order, I'd like to say, that's not my term for this globalization that you're talking about. And when you talk about China's role, you really see it come into fruition under Nixon, under Kissinger to establish what I would call is the beta test for control of citizens, you know, as they become more westernized and more commercialized with our technology, with our fashion, with McDonald's, et cetera, and commercialization, our entertainment, they're also more digitally controlled outwardly than we have ever been. And that's part of their culture. And that's always part of the plan. Now, at the same time, We may not absorb their culture, um, you know, socially like their entertainment or whatever, but we're certainly taking in their technology. And it's already being beta tested on hundreds of millions of people soon to be in for the one point four billion population by 2020, according to officials. All right. And and we can go there. But I want to scale it all the way back to the idea of a new world order. Right. So where where's the first time I, I could find that I heard of this term? Because as a kid, I grew up Christian, a lot of different churches, but a common theme was in in Revelations. By the end, there's this one world order. We're all going to be chipped, and uh, you know the devil's behind it, and we're totally screwed. And that's when Jesus comes back and saves the day, right? <laughs> and as a kid, you're just like, well, this is fucking cartoon world. <laughs> you yeah. know, this isn't real. <laughs> like, what's going on? Then as things progress and I actually have access to a bunch of this information, I I thought I was going to prove it wrong. This is after I'd done uh, some research into 9-11 and all of a sudden I'm falling into holes where I'm checking out Skull and Bones and Bohemian Grove. And I'm like, well, you know, the guys that are parts of these organizations are always coming out as outward Christians. You know, these are the evangelicals Bush in the 80s and his wife and dare and no drugs and, you know, go to church and everything else. So right away. Um, after 9-11, when I started learning that stuff, that set me as uneasy. And then when I started looking into biometric technology, that set me as uneasy. And then, you know, after finding Alex Jones's stuff and starting to do my own research, I was not a Christian. I'm still not a Christian. I'm agnostic at best. I want to put that out there. But there's no denying that there are certainly people on both sides that kind of believe in this lore. And I think that's where You know, especially um, Judaism, I guess, comes in and uh, Orthodox Judaism and rebuilding the Dome of the Rock, for instance, so that they can have Solomon's temple again and rule over. Now, in that story, that's it. You know, that's their Jesus. They win. But in, you know, Revelations, that certainly turns out to be Lucifer. So you have Zionism and then you have Christian Zionism, people that are promoting that because they want the Ed times. That seems ludicrous. But then, again, you have this group that's openly doing, like, let's say the cremation of care ceremony in the Bohemian Grove, right? It's now so out there in the open that they put it into uh, the Kevin Spacey. I can't think of it right now. It's a great series. What is it? Uh, Where is the president? Oh, uh, House of of Cards. House of Cards. Yes, and House of Cards. So they show that ceremony where they're all cloaked up and doing this stuff. But in reality, on top of that, Well, that's where the nuclear program came out of. That's where Oppenheimer and the boys discussed that. That's where Reagan and Nixon were meeting with Eisenhower, all in that period when they would all be president. You know, they're obviously also talking policy, but it has this weird occult angle. So when you have a Henry Kissinger going to these things and you have that, it's hard for me to believe that there aren't also people that believe that, I don't know what, what they exactly believe in the occult, but maybe they believe they're serving some kind of beings. I don't have all the keys to the mysteries. But if you watch my you know two-hour-plus film Invisible Empire, I, I show you not only dozens, but probably over 100 prominent people using that terminology in different ways, mind you. I never say it's a universal term, but I think also you have the inner workings of these people kind of fighting amongst each other, like I said, these groups, with their vision for their new world order. They believe they're going to be able to regiment all human beings by a handful of men or women, just like Roosevelt talked about with Hitler. I put that quote in the beginning of my movie. In fact, if you go to D.C., there's an actual uh, statue of Roosevelt next to his New World Order quote, how it's not new and it's not order, period. So, So I just feel like, you know, this is so in our face. There's many, many different modes of control. And I, I thought I'd put it out there for everybody to look at and it's it's for free. You can go over to my YouTube channel, it's on my playlist along with everything else. So I encourage people to go watch it and share it. What
2: what I find very interesting is is going back to kind of like how we're talking about how there's this select few that is running everything and they're running this giant group of people. I mean we're talking what what human beings are what, seven billion now, right? Yep. And it takes these false flags to get us into these wars. I wonder how many wars are naturally occurring wars, and how many are just like this power group of New World Orders that go back all the way to the Illuminati, and there were secret groups before the Illuminati. You know, you hear the, the, there was the Freemasons that go real bad, and, you know, we've had Freemasons on our show. We've had a couple. They speak highly of it that this is a group trying to do good, and then you research, and then... They don't think they're doing good, and then the Illuminati and how the Illuminati infiltrated the the Freemasons and all all this stuff and false flags. Let me know that they that the powers that be know that if we again all came together, they could do nothing. The system must run. The system must run on it. it it, us buying and purchasing buying and purchasing buying and purchasing and 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 giving them our money and and us giving them our bodies our you know our blood and gold for their run freely freely, because if we don't do that, the system falls on top of east and it just crashes and I just wish people would realize that like all these wars, if not every war, was started by a false flag i mean like you look at world war one the assassination of that that prince like that or the duke that basically is like a start to get us in to go to war with germany right for what to get the pharmaceutical company to come to uh, industry to come to the united states these are done on purpose by very high up people the people who took out jfk Right. We're looking at the mob, the CIA and the international bankers. It's crazy how all those groups work together in so many other things. The drug runs, you know, whether it's like the CIA controlling the drugs, the mob selling the drugs and the banks cleaning the drug money up. You know, it's just like there is a set group of people that work together that just use us fighting with each other to eventually get them going. And it's all part of the same thing man and it goes all the way back and when when a queen elizabeth comes out and is like i'm related to mohammed it's just like what the fuck man it's like it's like you know what it is man the new world order is like in and out right the burger place (laughs) where they only fucking will open up a new one when they have a new relative to run that in and out so it's like this new world order of burgers, right? So it's like they only put into position pow- people who fucking are part of the bloodline, and, and those shit. people get
0: taken care of. Like yeah. I heard, like the managers literally make hundred k.
2: Yeah, because they're all family,
0: <laughs> and they know that. And you have to pay people like that to run a good business. That's yeah. why McDonald's don't it's work.
2: Awful dude and it's like it's crazy where do you think the new world order starts if you had to say what was where were the beginning of it through your research
1: well again if you look at it like you talked about so you talked about all these groups even like the templars back in the day but you can go all the way back to the mystery schools right someone just said that they were related to muhammad let's let's take it back to another question how the fuck in 2019 do we allow royalty We we talk about all these human rights and all of this enlightenment, and we've got oh transgender this, and we got an LGBTQ (laughs) elemental PO. Like, get the fuck out of here! Do you not? Understand, it doesn't matter what sex you are, what color you are. If your income is below a certain level, you're not even in the fucking ballgame. They don't give a fuck about you. You could be making 10, 20 million. You're still like low run. You're not even like capo level gangster. Let me explain this to you. At the top, we have generational bloodlines that have interbred with one another and still dominate and parade in first world societies like the United Kingdom. On the flip side of that, they are unabashed about their corruption in Saudi Arabia. I mean, that's a little more exposed. But if you actually believe there's no power behind Queen Elizabeth and her son Prince Andrew, the pedophile who was just hanging out with Trump on the golf course after Epstein and him, are Buddy Buddy. By the way, DOJ threw that case out two days ago, did a video on it. If you don't think... That those people are also above the law. Queen Beatrix of the Netherlands, who who met with these people for years through the Bilderberg group, is above the law. And they don't bring their representatives. You're fucking retarded. They pay no taxes. They're protected by the government. They have shadow government powers. MI5 and MI6, They, they speak to them. Period. They're almost untouchable. I, I, mean, I mean, by almost, I would say, untouchable. We have untouchable classes in first world societies, and we've not even gotten past that nepotism. And I think that speaks to the heart of the situation. By no means do I think it would be easy or will be easy to get this under one structure. There, Like you said, there's billions of people. But those at the very top that have actually controlled these large regions have not done so for decades. They have done so for centuries, if not millennia. Millennia bloodlines and we accept it think about how brainwashed we we indoctrinate our children into you're going to be a king's son you're the king of the ring you know little girls you're a princess baby here's a doll every kind of cartoon promotes this idea that this is good they even put out an animated film recently about a corgi that was prince philip and queen elizabeth's dog (laughs) highly promoted in the uk for real that's how indoctrinated we are to think that these people are not evil and they're benevolent. They're beyond even Hollywood stars. So until we can break that up and bring them into the law and say, wait a minute, you're just as accountable. Listen, you want to keep that palace? That's fine. The taxpayer shouldn't do it. Run it like a business. No one's trying to take your property. But when you have all this outward protection, I think that speaks to how crazy the system is right now. Dude, the, the, the
2: UK paid for the last royal wedding. And wow. I didn't. I, I mean, like, no, I don't follow their politics as much as I should, unless it's on C-Span. I don't know fucking shit about it, but it's like, I don't think they had a vote on that. Should we pay for the royal wedding? I mean, dude, get into the New World Order. Have you ever heard of the the uh, and we're going to do a show on this, the Passar Pissar family. Have you ever heard of the Pissar family dude? I've been doing some I't think
1: so. OK. Now the This is
2: the, this is what you're talking about, man there is a good chance that most of this country, if not all the major institutions, is owned by one giant family called the Pissar family. They are the French royal family. David Passar. His father and mother were beheaded during the French Revolution, right? And he was mm-hmm. taken under custody. He was put under house arrest by the Freemasons. They smuggled him out to England. England, King David or King James puts him under the protection of King James. He sent, Once David turns like 18 or 19, they send him to the United States. He gets 600 acres of land. He proceeds to basically buy everything, the railroad system, the telegraph system, everything he owns, there is an argument. And here's the thing. Nobody's ever heard of Pissar family. It's I, I've been starting to do research on this. We'll do a whole episode on it. That they oh. own, they own, like, the New York Federal Reserve Bank, which is the most powerful of all the bank central banks in the United States because that's where all the money comes through, okay? And that they have... Children that nobody knows about because they don't name them. They are, they're out there. They don't even register them in our thing. Now, there is an argument that when the Pissar family came here and all this stuff, uh, uh, even before that, Ben Franklin, there's an argument, and this goes to what you are talking about, the royal family, that Ben Franklin, who is a Freemason, made a deal with the, the, uh, the, uh, the basically the, the, the British royal family That the royal family would get 20% of our taxes in perpetuity, okay? And that you go, when you always hear them go, you know, that technically Queen Elizabeth owns all of the UK, all of the United States, all of Canada, all of New Zealand, And all of Australia. And you're like, wow, that's a weird statement to make. And they go, if you actually put it all together, she's worth $33 trillion. And you're like, where does this lady get all her money from? Where is she got? I like, mean, how are they just this rich? Like, the dog has a butler, right? <laughs> I mean, you literally said that people are going crazy over a fucking dog. The dog has a butler, has Instagram, has a social media person. It's fucking booking it all over the place. It's selling out the O2 Arena in London. I mean, like this dog is on fucking fire, man. Right? And it's like, what if they are getting this giant chunks of our fucking taxes, and we don't know because this deal was made so fucking long ago and when you look at like Washington DC and how it is basically created in Freemason symbols and you're like that is the new order the, order the fact that they own so much chunks of fucking everything and you're like why do we have royal families oh because they fucking run everything still and it's great to make them look like a fucking a talking head like mannequins but you know that bitch just got convicted of, of, of fucking Ten kids disappearing and nothing
1: happened. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's a crooked system and it's a nepotistic system and it's one that I hope that we can overcome. I, I think it's pretty late in the game when we Shut talk up. about that. But the, the dark shit beyond it, like you're talking about the child trafficking stuff. That's one of the reasons I ended up getting into this whole thing is as I was looking into it and you find out things about, like, you know, the Franklin scandal, which maybe not everything Is true. But a lot of it has now been documented. In fact, this is the follow up book. This isn't the John DeCamp book. This is Nick Bryant. I interviewed him back in the day. But over 100 pages of this is just, you know, police reports, FBI documents, articles, just things that the story tells that are just beyond words that have happened to children. And, you know, we can talk all day about quote unquote pedo gate or pizza gate, but we can talk more about how Hassert was molesting children back when he was a gym teacher and a wrestling coach. This man got to the third heartbeat from the presidency. He was the longest serving Republican House speaker at the time. He helped cover up for other pedophiles like uh, Foley. Who was out in Florida championing, championing uh, Chris Hansen and his Have a Seat show? He was like the one who was actually bringing bills up for children's rights. He gets caught sexting 15 year old boys. And a slap on the wrist, never goes to jail. Hassert's never been convicted of a crime molesting children ever. No child abuse whatsoever, even though more people came forward. And one person said when he was in fourth grade, he was, you know, raped in a fucking bathroom in school by the guy. Uh, but he's an old man in a wheelchair. Yeah. He, you know, he's actually trying to get his money back. Hey. from the person who escorted him. It's it's unfucking believable. So when you can't even put just a political front man away, when Barney Frank in the late eighties and early nineties can have a call boy running out of his house, running out of his DC apartment with Steven Gottlieb that was connected to Chevy Chase fucking middle school right next door and the print, the vice principal there and nothing's done. You have an ethics hearing on slaps on the wrist. You know, what do we expect? And that's another thing we need to, you know, Trump ran on a campaign where he dropped Epstein's name. Meanwhile, Trump knew who he was, although James uh, Bamford wrote the book Filthy Rich. A lot of people don't know that. The most successful fiction writer in the country right now writes his only nonfiction book about Epstein. It gets three stars on Amazon. Everybody ignores it. It tells the story very well. And basically, Trump had a falling out with him at Mar-a-Lago when he was pimping out one of his associates' kids. You know, period, amen. And, you know, just this year, because of the reopening, Of some of these things, even though nothing's really come to fruition, we did find out out that Epstein didn't even have to plea to that original 14 year old girl that he molested, allegedly, with the 30 plus other victims. No, they found him a 16 year old case. So in 30 plus states, he doesn't have to register as a sex offender. That's how the system works. He has billions of dollars. He just not only has a little St. James Island, he bought greater St. James Island and he's building something there. That's what happens when you have Weinstein and Spacey and Matola and all these people on your fucking plane. You get away with that shit.
2: Have you now? This is I'm gonna I'm just looking into it. So I I, I put an asterisk next to this <laughs> that it could uh-huh. easily be like weird misinformation. I'm putting this out now. Have you seen how there's been a rash of NYPD suicides?
1: I did a story on it. In fact, so Linda Collins Smith, if you're also going to bring in the woman who was a state Senator and, um, and then another state Senator. So one from Arkansas, Linda Collins Smith, who was found outside of her home in a blanket, basically mutilated. It looks like they botched the job of taking her out. They blamed it on one of her campaigners who was a close friend, very odd situation. At one time, this woman who's accused of her murder, her husband had power of attorney over Linda Collins Smith. Now, I interviewed um, the uh, lead editor, the chief editor over at BigLeaguePolitics.com. They work with Cassandra Fairbanks and others. He spoke to me and said he had confirmed that Linda Collins-Smith was absolutely working with victims of child trafficking. He had spoken to three women who she was working with. So that's all I know about that situation. In that week span, you did have not only NYPD officers taking their own life. You had an officer... Um, I believe it was in Philadelphia, also took his own life in his uh, office. I don't know if they're connected, but I was able to confirm the Linda Collins Smith thing.
2: Have you heard what there's loosely believing there, these NYPD uh, connection is? Like, I always no, go when, when there's a mass suicides, I go, something's going on. And I'll get into this on another episode. There were like when like six porn stars just all off themselves. And you're like, wow, they're all doing it. And you're like, this is when the Me Too shit's coming out. I knew, uh, I knew uh, something. Styles, I forget what her first name is. Shyla Styles. Sh- uh- yeah she did my she did some naughty show video uh sketches with us and she was she was a wild thing she was a bull in a china shop but she was also known as like Hollywood's number one escort and you're like oh crap these girls all have and you know I know a lot of porn stars and I, I'm friends with them and regardless of what people might say to them they they do this freely that's their thing they come from very hard backgrounds and this is a way they end up just kind of changing their lives and, I, I'm not going to say I'm promoting. If you, I don't want your daughter doing porn or anything like that. But people do what they got to do, uh, and they're not hurting anybody. But I mean, when you see this like run a rash of like seven girls in like a month and a half, you're like, okay, that's a pattern of something. Okay, uh, when you look at these these it's cops, these, these cops, there is a rumor that these cops all were associated with this Anthony Weiner laptop. And with the Nexium cult shit coming out. And this one guy put it out. I don't know if it's true, but he said that some of the stuff that they were using to convict uh, Keith Nav- Raneri or whatever his name is were videos off of Anthony Weiner's fucking
1: laptop. Now you start well, seeing this something I would see this. I, I followed that Weiner situation and I'm probably one of the top guys on Nexium. I've done dozens of videos. In fact, if you go over to my channel, I have an hour and 40 minute symposium of one of the lawyers that beat uh, beat Nexium, Barbara Boucher, who dated Ranieri for nine years and uh, Oxenberg, who got her daughter out. There was a lot of information in there that uh, hasn't been seen anywhere else. But I've broken that down up and down. I don't know. We do know that they're absolutely connected to Edgar Bronfman. They're connected to uh, Hillary Clinton as well. For instance, Edgar Bronfman mentored Hillary Clinton. After Bill was in office, first of all, he's not just a billionaire. He was the head of the World Jewish Congress on top of that. On top of being a billionaire, it's not just Seagram's. He was heavily involved in Hollywood. His son got involved in Hollywood, also in, I believe, MGM, Universal Music, you name it. They were in the entertainment industry. Weird how Nexium had a lot of actresses in it, if you didn't notice that they were also trying to recruit actors. But in 2007, Claire Bronfman had all the members, Claire Claire Bronfman and Nancy Salzman, donate their max, I think it was like $2,700. So Hillary Clinton in 2007, running on the 2008 primary, got like twenty-seven or $30,000. And that was a promise to pay them back for political favors, campaign fraud. That's in the indictment. This woman bought the sweet hardest of deals. She was bringing people into the country from all over the world to teach children, not only in our country, but in Mexico, in Europe, at the Rainbow Cultural Garden, different languages. No, they were fuck toys for Raniere and his buddies. And God knows what they were doing with those children. That's what they were. This woman's going to walk out with 21 to 72 months. If she gets more than 27 months, she can appeal and she'll pay six million fucking dollars. It's, it's a drop in the hat. She put a $14.3 million fund on everybody else for their law firms. OK, notice everybody pled guilty without a deal. They're all going to get sweetheart deals. Raniere pled guilty and, first of all, didn't plead guilty. He didn't put up a defense. They didn't call a witness. They had a closing statement. That's it. He's going to eat whatever. She initially put $5 million aside just for Raniere. So this goes all the way down to Mexico and Carlos Salinas's son, Emmanuel Salinas, Yes, the president's son's involved. Mexican nationals are involved. Preschools oh. are involved. Billionaires are involved. Hacking is involved. And child trafficking and pornography is 100% fucking involved.
2: It, it sets me so much. that, And
0: this is not being heard anywhere in Mexico. Uh,
2: it's, it's it's so upsetting to me. It's, it's really sad. And did you ever hear the theory, uh, Gibbert is that her name? There was one, uh, her father. Fo-
1: it's not a theory it's a hundred not percent let me explain to you what happened there so Gabbard not Gabbard you're not talking about Gabbard I'm sorry uh gillenbrand, you're talking about Kristen gillenbrand she's a senator in New York first of all this is only like 80 miles away from me that's how I'm able to do this and the uh, Times Union has done some of the biggest work on this Brendan Lyons who's the editor over there I spoke to him at this he would not go on camera with me however he did contact yeah me he know day. he's not stupid he's like nope yeah, well, nope nope don't need that thank you Thought I was gonna get a little well, HBO was there and other people were there, but you know, I'm not royalty. So I, I get a You're royalty I can to get. me, buddy. Uh, there's some interesting stuff. But here's the deal with that. So while Roger Stone worked there as a consultant, which he did, <laughs> Doug Rutnick, who was a powerful lawyer in the area, was also working as a consultant there. All right. He was basically managing their, their PR with the media, okay? His I I believe it was reported at first. It was his first cousin. No, it was his daughter's first cousin or I'm sorry, his second cousin. So a cousin of his daughter somehow blood related to him. I think it's second cousin. He gets her out of the cult and then marries her. So Christian Gillibrand has been asked about this thing and she's like, oh, I don't know much about it. Fuck you. You don't. Your dad worked for them and then married your first cousin. I'm sure you were at the wedding. I sure you I'm sure you know who your stepmother is. Right, and I, you're just denying any knowledge of this thing. Now Get I'm, out of here.
2: I'm putting out something again. A lot of asterisks on this. This is something that, if you listen, do some research. Let me know if I'm right or wrong, because I'm fine with being wrong. I will admit I'm wrong. And uh, people, by the way, have no problem. Let me know how wrong I am. <laughs> if you go to the comment <laughs> section, I'm a pinata. Um, that Alyssa, uh, Alison Mack, is that her name? Alison Mack. Um, yeah. If you look at, like, her age versus uh, Gabbert or whoever we were just talking – is there any – Gillibrand. gave up a girl, a little girl for adoption.
1: I've heard that conspiracy theory. Look, man, again, I always say watch yourself with discernment. You know, there's a lot of drops out there. Anyone who's offering you – for instance, you know, I don't want to go big time on the Q phenomenon, but it's not a new phenomenon. Back when I was doing this thing over at Infowars, you know, I'm the first person Alex Jones ever gave his own show to. Uh, people used to hit me with all sorts of uh, tips, call into my shell, and there's a thing called NESRA out there. And people would call me and tell me that there were white hats within the government that were just waiting to overtake and we were all going to be safe, they were going to enact this thing. It was very similar to the stuff you were hearing about a year and a half, two years ago. Secret indictments and we're going to take them out. That's to cause inaction. And I think a lot of the other stuff that's put out there that is um, believe me, this, the real stuff is so fucking real. Why yeah. do we gotta make other stuff up? Yeah, one of my things about Jones is, you know, uh, I give him all the credit in the world. He mentored me, but when I when he says bullshit, I call him out on it. And I've seen him go kinda of on the talk circuit, and keep talking about Operation Northwoods and shooting up movie theaters. It's imagination land. I've read the entire document on air. But you know what is an imagination land that's in there that's just as frightening? They talk about conducting a terror campaign in Miami and letting off plastic explosives in the area. Um, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I need to know. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think, you know, you stick to the facts that you can prove. And, I, and, I, and look, man, I remember when that Pizzagate thing hit and there were a lot of really serious emails and I had accidentally um not accidentally but I had tweeted about James Alafantis unknowing uh the owner of Comet Ping-Pong Bucket in 2012 because he was in a lawsuit with David Brock of Media Matters by his previous boyfriend who was saying if he didn't pay up he was going to release some really scary information on Brock and others and that got settled all right so Alafantis is in there for a reason he's not a good guy but what started going around four chan and eight chan? Some menu where you get to torture children, <laughs> you know, completely discrediting no, anything that, that that's out there. So you got to be careful. That's that's all I'm saying. Uh, I right, listen I'm fine again. With that. I'll listen I'll to it, I'll take an L on well, that one.
2: Have- I was no. just asking if you'd heard anything about that. I'll take an L on that. <laughs> Tripoli e with a big L today. Um, so as we wrap this up, um, we, I mean, do you see any way that this? this course gets changed do you see any way that anybody at all pays a price for any of this at all i mean like we wanted to talk new world Order, but we really got into the level of corruption of everywhere which i'm totally cool with because i think this is a conversation people want to hear and they need to know Uh, how how do we change change this? let's talk about that how do we change this
1: First of all, we got to get over this divide. You know, it's not about left or right. It never has been conservative, liberal. It's all bullshit, man. No matter what you think somebody down the road's political beliefs are, they're paying the same bills you are. They got the same struggles medically that you do. They've got so much in common with you. You can't imagine just like the person over in Afghanistan that's trying to feed their kid and just get by. You got a lot more in common with them than the people at the top that are trying to control things. Now, The last time that any even of the captains of these things really paid a visual price, World War II, Mussolini. Mussolini, if you you look at Mussolini's death photos, him, his wife, his cronies, it was not pleasant. At that point, I really think that the elite said, wow, we need to distance ourselves. We don't want to end up hung up on strings like this. Mob justice. So they put such a barrier physically and legally between them and us. It's a huge issue. However... Technology is a double-edged sword, man. You take a hammer, build a house, bash someone's head in. Same with the internet. You know, there can be a new internet. There can be a new way of uh, communication. As things get leaked to the public or the public figures them out for themselves, they can fight back. And I just think it's going to be extremely hard to control seven, eight, nine, ten billion people. They've already fear-mongered and told us that we're overpopulated. Go to the fucking Midwest. All right? I guarantee that if you want to go around, there's plenty of space. You're, you're, you're watching too many movies in New York City and all this other stuff. It's not. We could easily, easily endear many, many more people in unison here. The thing is they want control. We've got to take away of control of one thing first, The their control over energy, right? It's, oh, I control oil. Now I control the shale and they control all the alternative markets. Once we actually get alternative energy that is zero point, I truly believe it exists. I mean, if you even look at our NASA program, 99 percent of what they show us is absolute bullshit. If you think rocket technology is all we got, I've, I've showed patents of other propulsion systems. We've already been shown the impossible engine. Once power is no longer an issue and people don't have to be beholden to that bill and they can figure out a way to build for themselves and grow around each other. That's a huge, huge strengthening point. But, you know, first got to take down the establishment. And to me, the establishment are those bloodlines of thousands of years. So I think education first. Let's get over our stupid differences. Let's realize, at least in this country, politics isn't team baseball. You know, team donkey, jackass, and team elephant, they don't mean shit. You know, they don't mean shit. They're bought by both sides. There's a lot of work to do, Sam. But there's a lot of us as well. So if there's a real awakening, if we don't let our minds get taken by this next this next level digital technopoly, I think there's a shot. And, you know, I, I am really encouraged after last night seeing the people's reaction to Tulsi Gabbard. I did a video on it. I talked about some of the bad things, some of the good things she said. But overall, people gravitating towards no war and more freedom and bringing our troops home, I think that's a, that's a start. Do you – can uh... –
2: you know, I had David Icke on yesterday and he was really like these, he called them passers-by and who are the permanent ones and how, you know, John Bolton, you know, helped write basically the book that was the game playbook for nine eleven. and how like that was in the 90s, like late 90s, early 2000s, and now almost we're at 2020 and he's still in the middle of it in a non-elected. Uh, position drive forcing our ship into something which nobody wants. Can she do anything? Let's say we elect her in. Is she at all have the power to do anything, or will they do with what they did with Trump? Who, I, I mean, dude, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think this is all pro wrestling. I want, I like, I tell people I want to believe in him, just like I, I, t- I wanted to believe Obama was going to. Bring change, you know. We We need change, and going to bring change. I, I, I kept wanting to believe. I didn't vote for him the second time because I'm like, ah, we just got used. I want to believe that. You
0: Wanted to. You wanted to bad. You kept saying he was going to drain the swamp. Wanted this to. This and that. And I now wa- slowly, you're yeah. like, dude, come on. And it just.
2: Do you think they can make change? Do you think that even if we elected Erin, that there is a chance? That she can do anything at all. Let's say she gets in and she's got this huge vote in, that she could do any kind of change to steer this whole ship and demand disassemble the uh the uh military industrial complex that you know rumor was they tried to take out his daughter who i i I think is uh, i like ivanka i don't know why ivana i like her jared kushner is the new benedict arnold i don't know i don't know why we allow him to do anything at all and there was that rumor that they tried to take their plane down and that's when trump changes his thing and that could be again just you know pro wrestling bullshit being fed to us do you think she could make any change Change.
1: Change. i sure hope so man you know speaking to trump and all the promises that were broken i'll say this about you know the, the the deep state dive the dive into the swamp look he promised us jfk information that we should have gotten 20 years ago almost anyway it was guaranteed to us i think in like 2002 so 15 plus years ago he then says he's going to do it he's going to release all the files he can't do it he says six months from now though i'm going to be able to do it He still can't do it. He can't even reveal the deep state from 50 plus years ago. How is he going to do that now? And you spoke about Bolton. Let's get even more fucking cartoonish here. You know, we had Pompeo go to Bilderberg to meet Jared Kushner, his son-in-law there, who Netanyahu used to spend the night in his bedroom when he visited America. These are facts. To visit him there where they took a boat with 140 of the most elite people in the world to a castle where he gave a speech on foreign policy just before more fuckery went on in Iran. I mean, that is bond-level cartoon shit. And it's certainly not the look of someone that's going to save us from the deep state. Can Tulsi Gabbard do it? You know, I think she's younger than me. I'll be 40 in like a month. I think she's like 38. I hope so, man. I hope somebody's willing to realize, look, none of us get out of this alive, Sam. That's 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 what people don't realize. Now. It's like 500
2: years of darkness. That's what these guys want. (laughs) They think it's like, oh, build this thing and Jesus come and everybody high fives. And it's like, no, dude, it's like 500 years of darkness with like like rapey wasps and like... fucking sex offender toads and like all this creepy ass shit. Like they don't, they just don't, they don't get what they're They're, they're begging for, even if that's even real. I'm not like, I'm not you. I'm not, I'm not into any kind of a uh, fucking organized religion. I don't, that's just not my thing, but uh,
1: yeah. they're just begging for like just darkness. It's I don't <laughs> try uh, again dark. with technology, especially and where it's going. Um, You know, think about what they're selling us now. Before, you know, we could talk about all the alien stuff, but they're really selling us that we're probably in a simulation and that the multiverse is real. So if you look at quantum mechanics, I, you know, I did a video on this, but as far back as 2013, uh, Hartmut uh, Nevin is his name. It's now Nevin's law uh, in quantum mechanics. It's a scary law, the exponential growth, growth of this thing. But he talks about the multiverse being very real. I mean, we're now in a place where mainline science is telling us basically none of our actions and thoughts are our own and don't matter because there's an infinite number of them. And, you know, this Jason Burmes does this thing, but on one end I'm a bad person or I'm the president or I'm a bum. And you just go through everything and all of a sudden life has almost less meaning. And that's something Musk and others are promoting. These same people are also promoting artificial intelligence in the sense that we're going to be able to upload our consciousness to machines. I think that's utter bullshit. I think that if we're – I think – more on the level of us being able to regenerate our physical bodies and possibly keep our mental state for longer, that's a real thing. And maybe even mesh with technology cyborg-wise. I mean, those chips, they're real. DARPA already has brain chips. They've had for a long time. They've talked about them. They've talked about nickel plate-sized devices at the bottom of your cortex that give readout displays to soldier. That's public. I did videos on that two years ago. I guarantee you it's much further along. Oh, my God. That you're never going to die and we're going to live in some kind of Westworld verse is scary to me. You know, and I don't know what we are, man, but I know that two things exist on this planet and in this world that we live in. And it's good and evil. I've seen it on both ends. I've seen people with the best upbringing with no reason be the shittiest, most evil person in the world. And I've seen good people just been shit on all their life and they continue to do good. And there's a lot of in between. All right. There's a lot of in between. But at the end of the day, what are we? Where our emotions and actions towards other and how we feel and how we influence other lives. And, you know, that's going to be my legacy. I'm going to try to put out as much of this information as possible and make a positive impact for the future generations out there. I'm not looking to be Kurzweil and upload my, you know, being to whatever I want and be a speck of light in the universe <laughs> and travel the cosmos because that's all imagination land, man. That's where the sale ends. That ain't you. If they're ever able to replicate you, that's all it is. It's a replication. You're done. Your consciousness you, is over the I,
2: I, I want to end on that, but I just got you think the simulation is another Psyop?
1: Fuck yes. Listen, so I, so I, so I like man, Philip K. Dick man, too. I'm I lost, think he's a smart so, guy. I'm lost. I'm but done, what I'm what done, does, done, does that done. say about our society? I mean, these people that are promoting it are saying that quantum mechanics is reaching into those universes for the superpositions and the entanglements and being not you know, we've talked about qubits now. That's ones and zeros. They can be both at once then have a superposition and possibly an entanglement. Well, guess what? Zeros and ones are binary numbers. Those are arbitrary. There are now qutrits out there. As of two weeks ago, I did a report on that, where they're now zeros, ones, and twos, and they can make it as much as they want. I'm not sure what they're accessing. I don't do quantum mechanics, but I know what they're telling me. And they're basically telling me that I'm doing this an in infinite times over and then i'm picking up the lighter one time and i'm not the other or vice versa you get what i'm saying and i'm sorry man i'm not a fucking computer program you're not a fucking computer program we are like david uh, ike says infinite consciousness and i do think we're connected on some level and i think again that level is the good and evil that we can feel in this reality is uh alex jones a shill I'll tell you what, dude, you know, I I went to the man's house for Thanksgiving one year. He did a lot for me. You know, he produced several of my films. Uh, I have called him out for many a thing recently. For instance, he said he talked to Q. Total bullshit. He called for war with Venezuela to build a uh, coalition and cut it off at the head. We need to cut it off at the head. We're going to have them coming Uh, over the border.
2: You're killing it, dude. That's great.
1: Okay. Uh, I already told you about the... um, the the Operation Northwood stuff. I watched that deposition on Sandy Hook. I'm very disappointed. You know, that's when I had left the organization but was still in contact with everybody. I had actually gone through all those videos and what had happened. I've done a whole video breaking that down. But his deposition was shameful. He must have perjured himself a dozen times. That's why NewsWars.com is out there, guys. You know, he's probably going to lose Infowars.com in that lawsuit. I mean, he's going to lose, period. Really? I I don't know what he was thinking, talking about the crisis actor stuff, and nobody died. But I did the research. The year after, I looked through those photographs. I watched those videos. When it happened, I watched the – instead of watching clips, I watched the guy that said – what was his name? Wayne – Carver, Wayne Carver, the the guy that said that he uh, he saw all those dead kids and they picked out clips where he was like laughing or whatever. He was uncomfortable. I watched his hour long thing. He wasn't happy to be there. I'm sure I would be freaking out a little weird if I saw a bunch of dead kids, too. I I think something else happened there. I think there's more to the story. But he really fucked himself on that, too. I think the man likes fame, attention and money. Um, Unfortunately, he was labeled a narcissist in his, his trial. He said he was Paul fucking Bunyan of women and had been with like, you know, a quarter of the population in Texas by the time he was 16. Utter nonsense. You know, I had conversations with Jones when he was bragging about, you know, being with 10 women by he was 16, not 100 or 1000. Those aren't the types of things you say when you're trying to get custody of your kid. So has he lost a lot of respect in my book? Absolutely. Um, I still I still think he should be on every platform. I am glad he's out there. I am glad there's another voice, even though it's gone into this right-left nonsense. Look, all those guys over there, they're great at owning a leftist. Ben Shapiro's great at owning a leftist. Steven Crowder's great at owning a leftist. Try talking to somebody like me. I'll fucking eat you alive. I love that, dude. I love that, Jason. Now, I'm going to ask you Uh, the last question. Any of them. I'll debate any of them about anything, anytime, because they put up false arguments. It's like, dude, we should be banding together so that we can make— a better tomorrow, a better reality where we're not fighting about nonsense and budget issues that shouldn't even be a thing. We've let corporations like Big Pharma get away with I mean you look at Bayer and Monsanto, Monsanto's finally paying the price, I'm glad they merged that's a huge karma to them I, th- I hope they both go under, but Bear injected people not only in this country but around the world with factor 8 with live HIV virus and in oh this country nobody God. went to jail That's that's sick shit So uh,
2: the last thing on Jones, uh, dude, you uh, are—I could talk to you forever. Um, (laughs) We'll do it again. The kitty porn shit. I I mean, I feel like you said. I I mean, I didn't check the trial as long as you did, and I like you know you're one of those people that I I I trust his research. You know, I mean, we're gonna disagree on shit in life because we're two different people here and there. But the kitty porn. I mean, this seems like a play that
1: is like, oh, this guy we're. We're going gonna, we're gonna to put this on so he gets in tr- trouble. 100% plus. So so listen, the headlines were completely misleading. First of all, working in there, I know how many emails you get. So what happened? They asked for evidence. They turned over everything on a server and on a sent email to somebody at Infowars, not even specifically Jones himself, I understand. They found uh, CP in the metadata. Now, what this person was hoping that the, they would do is that they would open this, and then there would be CP on the hard drive, etc. In a opened email, and now you could make the case that somebody looked at it. Apparently, that wasn't the case. They dropped the charges like that, and the headlines were completely opposite of what they were. They were saying that he sent CP to Sandy Hook families. First of all, he sent nothing to the families. He complied with the law and sent lawyers. Um, You know, the server. That's all that happened. See, that's why you can't trust this media. And that's why it's upsetting to me that Google, the military industrial complex corporation, promotes authoritative sources through their Google News initiative like Vox. They literally are in (laughs) business with Vox. Vox can then go say. They don't like me and get somebody pulled so now i don't even get to compete with that authoritative news source that is the next video rung up or in the suggestions box because i can't be and all i do is cover mainstream shit that i can back up
2: yeah hey jason you're a bad man my friend i appreciate you uh his movie i said was coming out by i guess it's been up out- for a little while but it's his you were talking about how great his Invisible uh, Empire invisible was
0: great it started from the beginning all the way to New World and it tells do you know Bushes were there the whole way through they're the bloodline that's been there
2: forever my family got so mad at me when I flipped off George Bush's statue and oh, put it on Instagram tell them what happened my, I flipped oh dude <laughs> so anyways I'm, go, I'm we're going to hear I go through the Houston airport and I go I can't believe that Bush has a statue and this pilot goes he does because he's an American hero. He was in the he was in the military. I go that's questionable. He goes, were you in the military? I go, no, I don't like to die for bankers. And he storms off. So I take a picture of it and I put it up. And uh, th- my brother goes nuts on me. He goes, how can you do? I go because I go if you have if you have underage boy hookers, if you get busted with underage boy hookers in your White House, you should not be getting a statue, right? The Franklin scandal. And then I go, someone goes, hey, did uh, Elk Jones have C P? I I go, no. My brother goes, how could you say that about George Bush and then say that uh, Elk Jones doesn't have uh, CP? I go, dude, because I've investigated it. I've done some research. And it's, I'm talking facts here. Um Jason you're a wonderful man I hope someday we can meet in person I don't know if you ever come out to LA We'd love to have you on the show Or come hang out with me at the world famous comedy store The Mecca of Comedy uh, Jason where do you want them to go check out real quick What websites, What uh, YouTube, what anything
1: Sure, uh, my channel is the Info Warrior. It's slash Info Warrior, not the. So, or you can type in Jason Burmas, B E R M A S. Guys, I'm putting out three, four, five, six, seven. Sometimes more videos a day. I've only done one before this because I was prepping for this. I take care of my sister's kids. I'm a pretty busy guy. You're a good we're man. We're cracking it out about. We're, and what? We're cracking out real material, man. It's not about left or right. You can disagree with me. As long as you're being honest, I'll always listen to criticism, period. If you're not just attacking, you're calling me a disinfo agent, you you just hate me, blah, 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 we'll talk. I want to have conversations with people. That's what it's all about. That's how we change things. And Sam, I thank you so much for having me on. You guys rock. And I love the Tinfoil Hat Podcast. I'm, I'm glad to see it growing, brother.
2: Thank you, man. That's good. a nice thing. We have number, love, and respect for you. Keep fighting the fight. We got your back, and we'd love to hook up sometimes. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, everybody, who listened, man. It's been a wonderful week on the show, and it's only getting better. And we'll see you all soon. Take care.